Irwin for letting me know that there was absolutely no audio and now that was amateur hour because now I could see the little bar that's going up and down and I was on a roll. I was on a roll. So essentially, welcome to the podcast. I'm Charles Botenston. And if you are new to the podcast, I hope that everyone that was just on is going to be coming back on the uh, podcast. But essentially what I was talking about and I was in the middle of and I was rudely interrupted by Irwin because there was no audio. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Is there's someone that I've been really listening to lately. So I've been really digging back into the older books, the ones that essentially started this new generation of self-development, self-help, personal development, whatever you want to talk about. Erwin's back on. Erwin, how's it going? Um, and essentially, you have the, the 60s, you have the 50s, which is Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale, he came out with the OG. Everything behind the secret was essentially Earl Nightingale. Okay, Earl Nightingale survived the USS Arizona Pearl Harbor attack. He then got very wealthy by going into radio and retired essentially at age 35, then went into the insurance. He was the manager and owner and was essentially putting out every single day some kind of motivational thing for the sales guys. And essentially from there, he became this this prevalent. He met someone, I forgot what... Uh, uh, Cognac or Cognac, Covenant, you know, Nightingale Konak, Konak is his name. And they met and they partnered and they had this this whole, you know, personal development company that was the top one in the world, actually. And then from there, everyone, Jim Rome, Tony Robbins, you know, all these guys came from them. But he has something called The Strangest Secret. And from The Strangest Secret, he was going away and he left this thing as an audio for his salespeople. And people started showing up and looking to buy this because it was so popular. I will read it because it hit me last night so powerfully right between the eyes. And then this morning when I was on my bike, I was reading it indoor bike. I was reading it again and I've been really digging into Earl Nightingale, and I highly recommend you guys go check him out. The the guy is an absolute monster. I highly recommend his audio, which is for free on YouTube. And, you know, throw the guy, obviously he's not around anymore. 1989, I think he passed away. But, you know, throw it out that essentially, just want to make sure this is public. It is, just want to make sure that it's public. Everything is good. But essentially, there are two types of... um, Courage, two types of pieces of courage, okay? The first one is that, I just want to make sure, we're good to go on it being public, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's public. All right. So there's two types of courage, okay? So courage essentially comes down to mastery, which I kind of jumped the gun there, but we'll just go to someone that consistently does something over and over for a number of years, and it's not something overarching. Okay, this is not something grandiose. This isn't something where you say they're running into a burning building. I'm talking about the courage to do something that you want to do, okay? This is something that you're putting off, something small, okay? It could be, I don't know, saving for retirement. It could be saying, you know what? I'm, I'm afraid that putting away 10% of the amount of money that I make is too much. So maybe that's courage, courageous, you know? In The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale, he says... Success is pursuing a worthy ideal. A a worthy ideal is becoming a teacher. It could be 
picking up trash. It could be volunteering. It doesn't have to be something big. That's the problem is that we're seeing all these people. And that's one of the reasons that I've dipped away from social media is what's going on. I cannot say your name. I'm sorry. Uh, it's really long. Is that we? I, I've dipped away from social media for multiple reasons. The one is obviously, you know, there's a number of books coming out right now. Is it's not good for your attention span. You cannot go into depth on it. Number two is that you are essentially comparing yourself to people and you have no idea. Here's an example. I'll give you a perfect example. Someone that I know posted on social media. She literally, uh, Raju, hopefully that, Mr. Raju, Raj, Raju. Uh, so this is it, is that she literally posts, she's a yoga teacher and she's younger. She's in her 20s and she posted on social media for the last, I don't know, two, three years that her life was amazing, okay? And then today she posted, or whenever she posted it, I saw it today. She posted, I know I've been having this amazing life, but in the last year and a half, I had the, 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 the worst part of my relationship and it was in the trenches and I had no way that I was actually gonna get out of it. And, you know, it, it took me, it took all my heart and my soul to get through this with my boyfriend and everything else. And I'm sitting there and, and she actually admitted that I was put, she was putting out this whole, just make sure that it's nice and um, focused. She was putting out this whole thing of that everything's perfect, okay? We're flawed. We're humans, okay? Let's just get that through our heads. So before we even get into courage, before we get into conquering fear, what are your insecurities? Going to the gym, having a better life, asking someone out, improving your relationship with your, your parents or your partner or saving for more money or feeling like you're making an impact or whatever the case is for you is that you have to understand that we all have that insecurity. You are not unique, you're not special. Small example, my dad's talking about how he, his, his sleeping habits are really tough right now and he's essentially not sleeping as well as he wanted to. Dad, you're not unique, okay? You, you don't think I have bad nights of sleep? You don't think you are not unique, okay? So I know you wanna think that you are unique. Everyone goes through this and the problem with social media and in general, is we're only showing the highlights. We're not showing that, you know, all the all these things. I'd like to connect, request your email address. Jeez, that's that's going right for the jugular on that one. Um, prefer not to give out my email address. Just shoot me a Facebook message. That's the best way. I just replied to someone that um, shot me a Facebook message. So going into courage, there's two types of courage. Okay, there's the repeated thing that you do that people see as courageous. Okay, that courageous you know, action could be, I don't know, waking up and going to work so you can provide for your family. That's courage, you know, because there's days that it sucks or it's snowing or it's cold or it's hot or you don't want to or you're hungover or you're tired or you want to stay in bed or you hate your boss. And it just takes courage to get up. And I'm talking about the courage is heart. The, the, the Latin root of courage is heart, okay? So if you think about that and you say, okay, what is the two types of courage? The first type of courage is the person that repeatedly does what they don't want to do, but it's pursuing a worthy ideal, which is success. So you're pursuing a worthy ideal, ideal, and you keep on going after that, okay? So this is 
I never had any role models. Yeah, that's that's the problem with uh, society in general is that you. that's why Dr. Jordan Peterson is a big hit. But then you also have the internet. You know, that's the thing is that um, if, you, if you haven't had a role model because of the internet, that's more on you because I, I would say mine... I didn't really have any. And then after my brother started getting his shit together, when I was like 15 or 16, then I started looking after my brother because he started getting his shit together. Uh, but same thing. My dad was working his ass off. He was barely around. Um, but I just saw him as a very disciplined figure. Since then, I now look around and I just say, I like this one person, what they're doing. I like that person, what they're doing. I like that person, what they're doing. This is the thing is that courage isn't big. Courage is small. Okay. Courage repeatedly is something that you look at and you say, oh, okay, this is someone that has mastered it. And then we look at that person and we, we either elevate them in society. We put them on a pedestal. We say they're higher status, whatever the case is. Then there's the other type of courage. And that's the one I'm going to be talking about today. That's for us. The people that are younger, we have life in front of us and we are pursuing something that we think is were a worthy ideal, which again is success by Earl Nightingale. And I cannot implore what I'm about to say to take it and run with it, to take it, excuse me, and have a just rip off and duplicate. Okay. And I've used this very consistently in the last month very consistently in the last month because it's gotten a lot colder. It's a lot harder to wake up and jump in a pool because it's it's cold out in New York City. It's high 30s and I know it's going to get colder and I'm going to have to rip off this band-aid every single time, but it's known as acceptance courage. I did not think of this. This is not an original idea, but take it. Acceptance courage means that you are essentially understanding that the next one week or one month or one minute or one year or one decade is becoming something that you want to become and it will be challenging and you will not be good at it. That's essentially, that's essentially what it is. Um, yeah, I would say there's a lot of books on reprogramming your mind. I mean, I'm in the flow right now. Let me just finish this for a second. Is that when you wake up and that initial thought in your mind says, I don't want to go to the gym, or you go to work and you say, I don't feel like prospecting today. Or you say, you know what? I don't want to email that client, or I don't know how to follow up with that client, or I don't know what to say to that person, or you know, I'm doing something a little bit different and no one else is doing this. You know, someone had, someone was following around Gary Vaynerchuk with a freaking camera. Who the hell? Now it's standard. You know, vlogging was around, but not actually having a personal videographer following you around. The narcissism behind that is incredible. But the acceptance of courage, this is what you say to yourself. Well, I guess I'm going to do it bad, but you do it anyway. That's what I say when I don't feel like doing pretty much anything that I do, which is 80% of what I do, I pretty much do not want to do. And ironically enough, I don't think Elon Musk wants to either. Elon Musk, his thinking must be so extraordinary because he's probably thinking, you know what? This society is not running at tip-top shape and it never will because we're flawed. 
we're humans. We're flawed. Okay. You know, as Buddhism says, if you come from suffering as the core and you deal with it because things are not going to go your way most of the time, whether you're not going to feel like it, you're not going to have the motivation. Someone is going to be saying no to you. Your relationship might not be ideal. In other words, most of the time you're kind of just getting by, but the high of actually getting by when you are really pursuing what you should be pursuing and you're consistently doing that on a daily basis and you're tracking it and you're getting better, there is no better feeling. There is no better feeling. You cannot, you cannot buy achievement. You can't buy the feeling of success. When you actually start to improve, when you accept that you are going to suck really bad at it. We had Eric, the guy that I make calls with. We call people that their home came off the market and we have their number and we're essentially cold calling. I've been calling for one week. That's it. That's not a long long time. Eric started today. Okay. Yesterday he said he couldn't find his AirPods, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's it's a bad excuse, but he said he was going to come in with negative energy. He was doing it for me that he didn't come in and because yesterday he was supposed to start. This is the thing. I told him, I said, there's going to be one time that you're not going to want to come in. You're hung. Well, he doesn't drink, but you don't feel like it. Client says, go fuck yourself. You don't, whatever, some excuse. And this is the thing with the brain. The brain knows the top three things to make you not do what you want to do. It knows what what buttons to push. This is the funny thing is. So if you wake up and you snooze your alarm and you're supposed to go to the gym and in your mind you say, well, what about tomorrow? If you accept that as an excuse, your brain will use that tomorrow. Why? Because your brain doesn't want you to do what you should be doing. Your brain just wants to keep you safe. And it sees going to the gym if you're not doing it consistently as something that's unsafe because it's an environment you're not used to, you're not gonna be able to control everything, and you're essentially going into some foreign land, okay? That's what your brain thinks. Most people are not understanding that we are animals. So they think that society over the last 50 years was able to change millions of years of evolution through what we've essentially been, which was survival, okay? So if you take this, which is the top, I, I have never heard of anything that's better. Maybe someone has something that is better. But you are, say there is an endeavor, and I highly recommend you start your endeavor, okay? The 100-day, right there, 100-day journal. And I, I still don't know what my 100-day goal is but I know what my 2020 goals are, okay? It's, they're not that extreme. I used to have big overarching extreme year-over-year goals and then I noticed it's not gonna come that way. I'm not gonna just launch my speaking career to 5,000 people. It's gonna start at a local event, a college, a school, and talk to 10 students, five people, something like that. And during that time, I'm going to the first time I do it, I'm going to have to use what I'm talking about in this video, which is, well, this is going to be probably not the best speech of my life, but I know that if I pursue speaking, I'm going to get better. 
I'm going to understand how to understand the audience. Is it resonating? Do I need to change subjects? How's my body language? How's my storytelling? How's my voice inflection? There's so many things that goes into public speaking. Am I, did I show up on time? Did I not bring the right material? Okay, I'm not, is Q&A not going that good? Whatever the case is, but I'm gonna use, well, I guess it's not gonna be that good. Well, but you do it anyway. You're not saying, well, I'm gonna suck at it so you don't do it. No, what I'm saying is you accept that you're going on a path of a worthy ideal, whatever that is for you, approaching pretty girls to get into a relationship. Let me just riff on that for a second, okay? Uh, There are way too many people right now that think their career is their their end-all and be-all. I'm gonna tell you right now, that it is a portion of, just like Ray Dalio said, it is all about the relationships that you make. It is not about the career you choose, unless you are Mother Teresa, incredible, okay? Gandhi, it is the relationships that they made along their path in their journey. We are probably not gonna have a life like that, Okay, our life is not going to be a calling to free a country of tyranny. Our life is not going to be going to talk about, I think it's knowing to guarantee the process that you're getting better with process. Listen, the process is the only thing you could focus on. And the only guarantee is that there are no guarantees. So the process is the only thing that you, you can focus on, the process of getting better. The process of improvement makes it more fun. I talked about this last week with my with swimming. I went eight months of doing thousands, tens of thousands of yards, tens of thousands, you know, miles and miles of swimming, but I never improved. And my coach kept on telling me, She's gonna you're gonna improve. You're gonna improve. Trust me, you're gonna improve. And I never improved. So I'm thinking, well. I guess I suck at swimming and I should just accept it. That's not fun. Then the season ended and essentially I started going way shorter distances, focusing on one area and then focusing on another area, then focusing on another area. In other words, it became fun. So what most people say, well, I have to do prospecting every day. No, 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 no. You have to understand who are you going to call? Ghostbusters, who are you gonna call? What's the script? How often? When are you gonna call? Is it every day at the same time? How are you gonna follow up? What are you gonna say when you follow up? How, how often are you gonna follow up? Are you gonna text, call, email? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna send a note? So people take this massive overarching thing like prospecting and they try and put this incredible strategy around it without actually taking action, which was Earl Nightingale. He said this morning, I'm on a run. And I'm, and I'm listening to, to him, and he just says, listen, if you try and strategize before action, I highly recommend you don't do that because there's nothing to strategize. You're strategizing essentially the first step, and that is it. You should not be strategizing success because you haven't even taken action. It's all the people that have started a business and they feel, well, I started a business, I should be successful okay, uh, no, actually you haven't taken any action towards bringing in business. You haven't taken any action in boosting your profit. So in other words, what I'm saying is 
I strategized the first step, which was who, do, who am I gonna call? What leads am I gonna call? What am I gonna say and what is the system? I don't know the follow-up. I don't know how I'm gonna follow up. I don't know what I'm gonna say in the follow-up. I don't know how often I'm gonna follow up. I have no idea because that's not the first step. That is not the first step. The first step to go into gym is put on your shoes and go into the fucking gym, okay? What you're gonna lift, how often you're gonna lift, how often you're gonna go to the gym, all of those things, that's not the first step. This, this is important. I'm even realizing this right now is that my strategy in the last month since employing what I'm, since employing what I'm saying is the first step. It is not the second step. It is not the one month step. It is not the one year step. It is not the, I want to make a million dollars. It is, how do I make 50,000? How do I ensure that I have profit? How do I pay my taxes and have profit? How do I build out a system so virtual assistants can do the things that I don't want to do, okay? That is way down the line. So the first thing is action. Then as you start taking action, then you start strategizing. Then you start actually saying, okay, you know what? I don't need to tell myself that I'm going to suck and I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it. Now I need to strategize. That's essentially the steps. The first one is, what is the first smallest viable product, as they say in Silicon Valley, or service, or action, or habit that I need to start? That is number one. And then you literally just tell yourself, well, I guess I'm not gonna be good at it. And you do it anyway. I implore you to do that. I implore you to start small. I implore you to read James Clear's Atomic Habits. I implore you to really get your mindset around psychocybernetics. I really implore you to start reading some really good books. This is the one that I'm reading right now. It's going to take me a while before you actually see the book review, but the book review essentially is there's five areas of trust, and trust is everything. Trust is not not only a relationship between two people, it is trusting with yourself, it's trusting with society, it's trusting with your career, your money, your job, that more money will come into your life, that your partner will not just leave you, okay? Trust and competence is essentially success because if you're really competent but nobody trusts you, you're not gonna have any clients. If you have a lot of trust but you're incompetent, you're not gonna have many clients. But if you have trust, and you are competent, you will be very successful. You have a lot of money. And this other thing that I'm, the strangest secret, I highly recommend you print out the PDF that is online. I will read it at one time because it, because it is so powerful. But in there, he says, you are exactly where you need to be. You are exactly where you should be. You have the exact amount of money, the exact body, the exact relationships because you chose that. You are not a victim of your circumstances. You chose to wake up and not go to the gym. You chose to wear those clothes. You chose to not talk to that pretty girl or to ask that client if they knew any referrals. You chose to do that. And that is tough and nobody wants to talk about that. Everyone wants to sit in their feelings. Everyone wants to talk about what's my what's my rights. Why don't we talk about what are our responsibilities? What's the responsibility that you have to humankind, to the relationship, to yourself? What is the responsibility that you have to yourself? The responsibility that you have to yourself is to, number one, have 
the right food entering your body. Number two, you need to have the right mindset. The mindset is calm. I would rather have someone that's calm and not stressed out. Stress kills you. Stress makes you fat. Stress kills all of the relationships. It will kill you. It will cause you to have cancer. Okay. It will. Okay. And the two things that make you have cancer, number one, food or any kind of toxin. I should say any kind of toxin. And number two is your mindset. If you are continuously living in stress, which is fight or flight, your body shuts down. It is a fact. There is an amazing book that I have right here. I highly recommend you check it out. It also leads directly into Alzheimer's. It directly leads into males that are older and their wives die. They die within six months. And the reason being is why am I here? Why am I living? It's nihilism. It's nihilism. It's essentially what we're going to be going over in the next 50. It's going to be the future is mental health. Mental health, if you are not taking care of yourself mentally, then you're done because there's nothing else that you really need help being taken care of, okay? It is not, it is not easy to wake up and to go to the gym. I'm not saying it is. You, the why. How do you discover your why, okay? We'll just go into that super quick, okay? I know I just picked my ear, but, you know, that's what happens when you go to uh, the pool four days a week, to get better, to then enjoy it. That's what I noticed. I started enjoying it because I started getting better. What is your why? Okay. I guess I'll, I'll just go over mine. Um, I would say because I was doubted when I was younger and I was being told that, so you're, you're told that if you do something and which is cool and you get good grades that that's essentially what it is. So there's a lot of people that have really good grades and they have failed in life. And the reason being is they got good grades. They did what they were told. And as Earl Nightingale recently said, he said in The Strangest Secret, he said, he said the number one thing that you can do to demolish all of your dreams is conformity. You're just like everyone else. Conformity. Conformity is the worst thing that you can think of. Conform to what everyone else is doing because you will then get the average of the income of those people, the average body, the average relationship, the average future, the average household, the average happiness. Listen, happiness, happiness is free, okay? It doesn't cost anything. Your freedom it doesn't cost you anything. The government is there, as long as you're in America, the government is there to protect your freedom. It is not there to provide you freedom. You have to pursue freedom. Freedom of income, freedom in your body, so you have energy at two o'clock in the afternoon. Later, it's only 12.09, but later in the afternoon, I need energy for my 4.15 appointment. I need energy for my 3 p.m call. I need energy right after this to continue getting our virtual assistant all of the things to keep our business running. The number one thing that you need to focus on in 2020 is your energy. Energy is everything. That's the food. That is how often you exercise. That is tracking your heart rate. That is going to bed early. 
that is not having stimulants around your bed when you wake up or you go to bed. Blue light keeps your keeps you up. Melatonin cannot enter your body if there's blue light around because it thinks we're fucking animals. We're animals. We're living in this negative ion office with all these lights and computers and electricity and all this shit moving around. Guess what? That's not good. Human nature is out with no shoes on, with barely any clothes, foraging for three hours and in relationships for the rest of the day. In other words, we're cooking that. We're raising our children. We're building a house. We're doing all these things that we need to do. But nowadays, obviously, we have to live in modern times, which is money. That is money. A friend keeps on telling me I should work for Delta. I tell him no because I'm scared of conformity and safe feeling the job. I need to be uncomfortable and scared to continue real estate. Listen, if it's not working out, you know, conformity is conformity. You know, I, uh, I'll give you a list of jobs that I've done. I was a waiter. That's not really conformity. I was in engineering. That was conformity. I was a landscaper. That's not really conformity. I uh, real estate mowed lawns. I did an eBay business. I had a uh, marketing job. I had a finance job. So I went between conformity and not conformity. It's really not the job. It's what you think within that job because there's a lot of entree leadership as what's his name says in that book, which is you could be an entrepreneur within a company. Okay. And it's not even being an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs, most entrepreneurs don't make any money. (laughs) They don't make any money. You know, first, what, five years of my life, I was making, I don't know, 125,000 in less, which sounds like a lot, but I'm in New York City. That's nothing. Okay. But that's the thing is that Conformity is I'm doing the same thing, but I'm stubborn about it. Conformity is that I'm letting my ego dictate my life. My ego is I don't listen to other people or I want to make this work out even though it's not working out or I want to pursue a relationship with a partner. You know, for me, the number one thing for 2020 is pursuing a relationship with women because to be honest, I fucking miss it. Girls are great. They're beautiful, okay? And for me to continuously wake up, go to the gym, make sales calls, and continue that path, I know I'm gonna be successful in that. The thing is, if I don't make time for something, it's not gonna happen. So for your courage, I cannot implore you enough. I cannot implore you enough. The most successful have done this. I have stolen it from them, which is every single day, not even every single day, just today. Just put everything away and just write down, what, what's the number one thing? What is the number one thing in 2020 that I want, okay? I just said it, for me, relationships with women, okay? Whether it's multiple relationships, one relationship, I don't care. But for me, that's the focus. So it's very gray. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know what I'm going to do. Do I time block and, you know, approach pretty girls because I hate online dating? So that was a portion. Do I go out more? Do I hit up my friends and say, hey, listen, do you know anyone that's single? You know, those are all viable options. Do you talk to girls at the gym like I used to? You know, those are all viable options, okay? But 
understanding that it's, it's this one area. For you, it could be money or business or starting to get back together with a relationship that you've pushed away in the past, friends or women or whatever. But you cannot fucking push your boat out into the ocean and expect it land at a destination without you being in the boat, okay? That's kind of saying, go, and whatever happens, happens. Just go. I'll get my goal. What's your goal? I'll, like, you know, success and money and, and things. Okay, how are you going to do that? It'll just come to me. I'll, I'll just, you know, every once in a while, tune in. Charles would talk about it on Tuesdays. You know, he, he's into it. I can't give you the, the consistency, which is essentially the 2020. It's right up there. I'll turn the camera around so you guys can see it. I don't know if that's showing up. But 2020. Let's go. Let's see if this. Uh, so that. Yeah, right there. 2020, consistency and fundamentals. All right. So that essentially is um, the 2020 goal is consistency and fundamentals. It is nothing more. It is nothing less. I understand that as you rise with money, fundamentals are the most important thing because shiny red balls are always there. Shiny red balls are always there. Oh, yeah. By the way, up there. Did you see it? That calendar? Okay. So that is one one week into me making calls, I this is what I did. I told you this. I put out a calendar and I said, okay, I'm doing five triathlons. I'm doing two work events, a Tom Ferry event and something called Optimize 2020. Highly recommend you go check that out. So that's seven vacations. I then X'd off for Easter and Christmas and birthdays and all that other jazz. And I said, how many days am I going to prospect? It came out to 220 days, okay? Out of a possible 227 days, I am going to prospect 220 days. I think I did just the weekdays. Let's hope so. I hope I didn't do weekends on that. I might have done weekends on that. That sounds like I've done weekends. I might need to recount that. But in other words, it's consistency. 50 dials, that is how you do it, okay? I'm not saying you have to do it that, but honestly, buying a calendar and Xing off the dates and then saying, listen, I'm going to suck at this, but what is the number one step to what I want to achieve? Buying shoes and going to the gym? Okay, I'm gonna suck at it. I'm, I'm gonna look terrible. People are gonna make fun of me. People are gonna look at me weird. People are gonna be judging me. That's all gonna happen. Guess what? I'm making phone calls. People hang up on me. They say, don't call again. I, I'm on the do not call list. I'm gonna blah, 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 blah. That, that happens all the time, okay? So for you guys, the number one thing that I implore you to do is understanding what I just talked about, which is you're going to suck. You're not gonna be good. It's not gonna be fun. You're gonna wanna quit. You're gonna wanna stop. But guess what? When you do that, your ego wins. And guess what? When you do that, you then get mad. And guess what? There's something called the winner effect. There is a book about it. I highly recommend you do not buy the book. The book was a waste of time, to say the least. But the winner effect essentially goes into is that it's the when a winner, they actually did this, it's insane. During the World Cup, like 
one of the World Cups, 2010 or whatever, I don't even know. But during one of the World Cups, they took the saliva samples of the two teams that were playing, the fans, I'm sorry, the fans of the two teams that were playing, okay, whoever it was. So Team A, Team B, okay. Team A won. So they took it before the match and then after the match. Team A had, once they won, their testosterone, which is known for bold and aggressive and confidence and things like that, skyrocketed. And guess what? Excuse me. Mother Nature wants winners to continue winning. Why? Because it's about procreation. So if you keep on winning, you should reproduce. Because Mother Nature says you need to continue reproducing. We want winners into the future. Guess what happened with Team B? Their testosterone went down and their cortisol, which is the stress hormone, shot up. That was from watching a sports game. They were not even playing in the sports game. That's crazy. So what are you watching? What are you doing? What are you putting into your mind? Are you watching negative shit? bringing down your testosterone levels and shooting up your cortisol levels? Are you actually rooting for yourself, which should be the only person that you should be worrying about, I'm a winner or I'm not a winner? And if you're a winner and you keep on winning, that's known as the winner effect. It's the same thing when people say the richer get richer, the people that win all the time, they keep on winning, the Yankees dynasty, the Boston dynasty, you know, Patriots dynasty, it's because they have a environment a culture of winning. Okay. So that's it for today. If you guys have any questions, leave it in the comments below. I'm extremely hungry. I'm going to pop out. I'm going to get something to eat. And of course, I will be back live uh, pretty much every single week. As always, step number one, go in, know you're going to suck, know you're going to learn. That's all you need to do. Have an amazing day.